0: Welcome to the Deeper's Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey.
1: I'm Jess, and we have a very special guest this week.
0: Hi, I'm Zach. He's back, and Yay, now you can he's see back. him. Yeah. Guess who's back? Back, back, back oh,
2: again. I like to work my arms. It is Zach. Zach, so I got a bad back.
1: <laughs> so it begins.
0: So, if uh, our listeners uh, who are listening slash watching have um, previously uh, listened to the taking of Deborah Logan episode, this is a guest, our first returning guest. Uh Yes, oh shit, he was our first guest ever and our first returning. So, someone likes us.
2: (laughs) I do.
0: Um, and yeah, he chose taking of Deborah Logan first, um, because it was a movie that neither Jess nor I had seen. Um. But he was so very scary. excited. It's and it's, you know, one of his favorite modern horror movies, one of the scariest modern Top horror three. movies I've ever seen.
1: Honestly. Um,
0: <laughs> and with the new Screen Six coming out next month, uh, we decided we wanted to um, kind of do just a general laid-back episode about all of them. Um, we're going to kind of go through the first one and all the sequels. And of course, <laughs> we had to have our baby Zach back on because it's his favorite. Um, is Scream your favorite horror movie of all time? Give him a top three. I was talking, I was
2: talking to Jess on the drive here and I said, if I am allowed a top three, Mm -hmm. it's Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Taking of Deborah Logan. Love that. That's That's my top three if I had to.
0: If I had to, um... I guess Silence of the Lambs, because of course, you know, I have my little Hannibal, probably Pulp Fiction. Those have always been my top two. Um, if I'm allowed a third, it's probably Scream. This is my favorite horror franchise. I same. will say that. Yeah, um, same. Out of all the big ones, all the small ones, everything. One hundred percent. And I, the more I watch this franchise, the more and more um, I'm convinced that Sidney Prescott is my favorite horror character in all of existence.
2: Solid. Yeah. Solid. I, I she's can't. my
0: favorite final girl for sure. Oh. Has been for a while but she just may be my favorite horror character. She's, I love.
1: Yeah she's great from start to finish and I'm really nervous about the new movie without her presence but I'm going to go in with an open mind. Yes. And try not to let nostalgia be the reason that I don't. Yes. Like putting I put up a wall you know. Yeah. I don't want to do that so I'm going to try to go in with Open mind, open heart.
0: And everything Radio Silence has done, I have loved. Oh, they yeah. did a VHS segment. They did, of course, This Scream. They they did uh, Ready or Not. Ready or Not is so good. It's really so good. good. Yeah. Um, if listeners haven't seen it, it's yeah. hysterically funny. <laughs> uh...
2: I love that fucking movie. And Samara Weaving from Ready or Not is going to ah. be in Scream Six, which i was oh. super fucking excited. I didn't, didn't know. Samara I didn't know that either. Yeah, they just released pictures oh, of her I just got from chills. the set. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. awesome. She's she's next level. She is. Also, like, how is she Australian and does an American accent? She's that Hugo Weaving's
0: good. niece. So Agent Smith slash uh, Lord Elrond, that's his niece. Samara Weaving, okay. which they're both Australian, makes sense.
2: I had I had no idea.
0: I learned that from uh, an episode on one of my favorite YouTube channels, Dead Meat. Dead Meat. Um, and yeah, I was like,
2: Oh, okay.
0: I learned some things about screen from that channel too, which one of them I have as one of my little notes here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love those. They match your hair so perfectly. Thank you. I
1: got them today. I brought or I mean, I don't want people to know where we live. <laughs> I got them at a vintage store.
0: Love, love them. Local vintage.
1: Yeah, I don't want you guys to come find me. Uh, Anyways, thank you so much.
2: Your living room furniture looks great from the yard. Bold
1: of you to assume that I
2: have furniture. <laughs> She's got blankets instead of curtains.
1: I'm sorry, but. Okay, you- that's a personal attack.
2: You told me that in confidence, but.
0: uh, No, it's true. I, are <laughs> <off-pitch>. <laughs> I really do like
2: ripped blankets.
0: Also, you look through those windows. You don't see um, furniture, no matter how close or how far you are. You just
1: see a dog. Oh, I was going to say. I thought you were going to say you just see those titties.
2: I mean, they no do matter enter, how far or how wide. They do enter a room like five seconds before you do.
1: Oh, I know my reputation.
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> I had to buy mine.
0: My anxiety arrives she about just, five like, minutes before she was I just I do,
2: born so. <laughs>
0: It's Cute. Who
1: me? Yeah. No. It's Listen, I got fat after my dad died. Hers. the only good thing that came out of my dad dying was these titties. Let me have
2: that.
0: Okay. I got Are fat they? for no reason. Fair
2: so. enough. <laughs> I just thought like maybe it's where all of the flaming hot Cheetos went. That too. <laughs> They're just like, They're, it's a
1: storage for just, them.
0: Yeah. I'm like I a need squirrel. A <laughs> more flaming hot
2: Cheetos. Big juicy hag All
0: right, we're already cheetos. really <laughs> fucking.
2: <laughs> Today's podcast is about Jess's tits and nothing else. That
0: every podcast is about Jess. I tits.
2: know. I She's told the you. boobs.
0: I'm the brain. Big That's just focus. how it is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, this is going to be a very loosely structured episode, loose as butthole. you can see. Um. Very loose butthole. Um. So, I but told gaping. You that in confidence. <laughs> So anyway, uh, but we're, I think we should all kind of just start off um, sort of saying what the franchise means to us, um, where we started with it, and then we're going to kind of go through each movie little by little. Um, After we go through the first movie, as we go through the sequels, each of us have, um, in secret, not told each other, Mm -hmm. sort of, we know which one his is, um, (laughs) picked our favorite sequel. Obviously the original is still the best, always will be, Um, picked our favorite sequel, not for any... This is not a definitive. This mm-hmm. is not me gonna be saying facts. This is why this is the best. This is just opinion. This is our personal yeah. favorite. That's why it's the best to me. Yes, exactly. why I love it more than the other sequels. No sequel is bad. No screen movie has ever been bad. I love them all. But
2: wow. <laughs> we'll, get we'll, get <laughs> <it>. <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get
0: into it. Not every sequel I know which one has you been don't like. great. But oh no, I don't know which one you don't like, and what if it's the one I picked? Listen, don't take my horror card away. Nobody, you're oh, not allowed to take no, my horror I don't card care. away.
2: I I went into this knowing that we all just succinctly agreed that yes. the, the original is the best. Yes, um, it's the benchmark for so many horror films that followed. Yeah, Absolutely, we'll it kind influence. of made horror, comedy, a genre in the first place. Like, we would have yes. no Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We would have no cabin in the woods. Little Monsters, no Cabin in the yeah. Woods. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we...
0: We wouldn't have Bride of Chucky. Thank you. Bride of Chucky came out three years, mm-hmm. two years after. Two years and after. And Don Mancini felt... Um, He wanted to resurrect his baby, which is the Child's Play series. He is the creator. He wanted to resurrect the series because he wanted to take it in a new light. He's like, oh, slashers are dead. Let Child's Play die. Oh, funny slashers are in. Let me make Mm -hmm. it meta and funny. And that's how we got Bride of Chucky. That's That's how we got Seed of Chucky. That's how we got Mm -hmm. Cult, Curse. And now we have this wonderful TV show. Yeah. So... I love exactly. it. This series, we we as horror fans owe a lot to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, after we go through all the sequels, I think it would be fun since we're going to cover the new one in a few weeks to kind of speculate on what we mm. think might happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and For then sure. look back in a few weeks and see how yeah. wrong and stupid we I look. I have some thoughts. <laughs> Perfect.
2: I, I keep looking straight to camera like I'm Jim in the office. No, yeah, that, like, I do. Yeah, it just like <laughs> I can't wait to watch this back and see how many times I'm just like. Oh, I look at the
0: camera a lot. Sometimes when I'm talking to the audience, I talk to them. If I'm talking to you, I talk yeah. to you. Um, I just I wish I look could do the gym face. Like that.
2: I'm really bad at, like, breaking the Turn fourth around. wall. Like, anytime we've ever filmed anything. Because Robert and I used to film silent horror films and screen them at our Halloween party. That's so cool. Back when the Halloween party was tiny. Okay, way were to get like, lazy. Yeah. There were, like... <laughs> Well, this is back when there were like thirteen people there, tops. So we could do stuff like that. Right. What now, do you mean though? Like
1: you have a bigger audience now, like I
2: know, but anyway, it's just something we did. And we when we would film it, I was supposed to be, you know, the helpless victim and I would keep looking directly at just camera.
0: Spike in the camera. And I would like say oh my, my lines
2: directly to camera. Like I'd be on the phone and I'd be like, Who is this? <laughs> I was so busy being an astrophysicist. <laughs> and just look right at the camera and Robert's like, you have to stop breaking the fourth fucking wall. We've been over this. The camera ad is the one <laughs> place
0: you don't look.
2: I just couldn't do well, he's putting a camera right there in my face and
0: I mean it's talent to be able to not look Yeah,
2: right there. I know. Thank like, you. So <laughs> So anyway.
0: Alright, uh, so yeah, um, this franchise is kind of huge. I guess we'll just kinda of start off by talking about the first one and we'll kinda of go through Yeah. How much this movie means to us and mm-hmm. this community in general. I don't care if you don't like this movie. If you don't, you're wrong. But also, um Yeah. Just this movie
2: You should look inward. It's
0: yeah if, it's, you, don't, if you
2: don't like screen, like
0: you must hate yourself. <laughs> I am so um, sorry. You hate for whoever hurt you. <laughs> Its influence cannot be overstated. No. Right. Uh, so the original Scream came out in 1996, uh, created and directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson. Um, Kevin Williamson, I think, deserves just as much credit as Wes Craven does. Obviously, Wes made it one of the most iconic movies of all time. He made it terrifying. One of my other favorite franchises of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street. Same. I I mean, Wes Craven is iconic. There are very few directors who will ever hit the level that he did. Oh, absolutely. Um, But Kevin Williamson's script and the humor that he put into this movie, I mean, he deserves just as much credit because his humor and the meta and the everything is what made this movie as big as it is. Yeah. 100%.
2: I think I noticed, like, once... I was a gay man In his 30s It's become crystal clear that Scream Was written by a gay man in his 30s Yeah Because it's so savage <laughs> yes. But the humor is so smart But it's just like the way that Like Randy and Stu make fun of each other And it's so biting yeah. And it's like yeah. two, it's, it's two gay men At the club Yep, That's their dynamic and it's like little things like that throughout. Now that I watch it, and I've had twenty five years, Jesus, to look back because I saw Scream in the theater in December of nineteen ninety six. I saw it opening night.
1: Oh, I, was I know that two. you were too.
2: Get the fuck. It's been fun. <laughs> yes, I'm significantly older than both of you, but I saw it opening night. My dad took me and my brother, and. It was, yeah. I, we had never seen anything like it,
0: and I mean, the um, extremely homoerotic undertones of Billy and Stu's relationship. Oh, yeah. Stu is in love with Billy, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much it's requited, um, because I think Billy's just like angry, yeah. But Stu is absolutely in love with Billy, would do anything for him, yeah. The way he looks at him, like when he, like. Near the end, when they're like giving their little monologue to Sydney, mm-hmm. and Stu is just kind of like right over, his, over shoulder. his shoulder, and he just kind of uh, like keeps looking over at him, like yeah. they're in love. They are. It's, a oh yeah,
2: it's hot. They haven't really addressed it in like a direct way, right? Outside of the film, but like, it, there's no way. Yeah, Stu is a dirty little pig bottom. Yep, just hungry for cum. <laughs> Thing. i love you matthew lillard if you're watching this
0: <laughs> uh speaking of uh matthew lillard's performance another thing that thrust this movie into <sighs> amazing me. i mean his unhinged performance mm-hmm. is and i've seen interviews with him more recently where he's like i don't know what the hell i was doing what was Wes letting me do and i'm mm-hmm. like no you were you were was, creating something so amazing it was so good that like Will be so many people have tried to do mm-hmm. the Stu mocker thing where they're like overly crazy yeah. and they're like, and but it's it, just not it. It's yeah. just it never works as no. well as it did with him mm-hmm. and like his little ad libbed things. The oh, yeah. fight Amy
2: with the phone, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fight Amy with the phone, Dick. <laughs> be so mad at me one of
0: the most (laughs) quotable movies of
2: ever and the most quotable lines were not in the script They just turned matthew lillard loose and just live her alone (laughs) Uh, live her alone
0: (laughs) i adore his performance i'll be right back
2: it's so good it's so good (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, obviously, um, you can't talk about this series without talking about Nev Campbell. <sighs> She's our baby right here. I'm wearing her right now. Yes. The
2: spirit of Sydney Prescott is around my neck. Yes, we uh, keep her close. Nev
0: Campbell is amazing. Just um, amazing. there are words yeah. for her truly. Um,
1: she is a god in this house, and we yeah, will not yes. take any slander. If we were hearing a slander. podcast
2: about Nev Campbell, like I would have to take tomorrow off, yes, because we would go through the night, yeah, into and we have next day.
1: We'd have to like do a full like baptism and oh, eat some bones to the of east, Christ or to the something. West. Oh, you ever yeah. go
2: bones and all? <laughs> you ever go bones and hair and all?
1: I don't know where Does, I was going with.
2: Do you guys know what that? No. That's fine. We should probably just move on. I'm sorry. (laughs) Is it Chop Top? No. (laughs) My first email address was nevlover at hotmail.com.
0: I love that so much. That is fucking hilarious.
2: I was in fifth grade. It was when the internet was, you know, big. I don't need to know how old you were, Jess. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, You sure? But (laughs) I got a hotmail address, and it was before Scream. It was when I was in love with Nev Campbell. Because she was on Party of Five. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And
2: I was just smitten with her. There was some... There was that, like, intangible quality, that, like, it factor. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I love her. When she
0: filmed this, she would do Days at Party of Five and Nights Mm -hmm. filming this, or maybe that's backwards. She worked her fucking ass off. Oh, yeah.
2: In, like, 96, 95, 96, it was, like...
0: She had already done the craft... Yeah. And she had done what two seasons of Party of Five, I think. I think, yeah, I think something it like that. In
2: 94, I think.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean this I mean, as we all know, um, late seventies, early eighties, the slasher genre hit a huge boom. I mean, mm-hmm. enormous boom. We got Halloween, we got Last House or Last House was early seventies, we got Black Christmas, we got Obviously, Friday and all of its many, 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 many sequels. (laughs) Um, And by the end of the 80s, beginning of the 90s, it was all just very cheesy slasher sequels. Everyone was tired of horror. Um, Slasher and horror were kind of just one in the same. Whenever people, non-genre fans, would talk about horror, it was, oh, it's just a slasher, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so they kind of dulled out, and everybody was really sick of them. And Wes... Not only completely reinvigorated the slasher genre, but the horror genre as a whole. Absolutely. After Scream, horror was meta. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Horror was funny. Horror was fun. The characters were relatable because they knew everything you knew about the rules of horror. Mm -hmm. It literally spelled out the rules of horror as everyone already knew them. Well, you can't have sex. You can't do drugs. Can't do this.
2: Number one. You can never have sex.
0: Big oh, no, no, big no,
2: no. dead man.
0: Um, Randy literally spells that out to mm-hmm. us, and the whole time Wes is satirizing the genre and slashers while making possibly the greatest slasher of all time. <laughs> I mean, the whole franchise has some of the greatest chase scenes, yes. which are a, I mean, a pivotal part mm-hmm. of a slasher. Um, Some of the greatest killer reveals, again, another big part. Yeah. It just, like, its influence cannot be overstated. Like we said, there are so many movies that we would not have if this movie did not do as well as it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason it did as well as it did, our baby Drew. Um. <laughs> Miss Sweet Drew Barrymore. For my those, daughter. Yes.
2: For those of you who don't know, yeah, Drew my, Barrymore is my daughter. How Which makes dare her my you,
0: sister.
2: How dare
1: you put the most famous actress <laughs> uh-huh. of your cast on the cover, on the poster. Right the center. Here's
0: the thing. And
1: kill her off in the first ten minutes.
0: Here's Fucking the thing. Fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she was originally cast as Sydney Prescott. Yep. Um, she and about six weeks before principal filming started... Uh, she, and of course, advertising, advertised the hell out of her involvement with Mm -hmm. this. Everyone's like, oh my God, Drew Barrymore's in the new Scream movie, you know, in the new horror movie, blah, blah, blah. About six weeks before it started, she's like, you know what would be actually really fucking cool? If I died in the very first scene and then we had someone else play Sydney because no one will see it coming. Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore came up with that herself. Yep. And Wes was like, you know what? good idea Mm -hmm. so then they signed on nev campbell as sydney prescott and the audiences went fucking wild Mm -hmm. when 12 minutes into the movie drew barrymore was eviscerated and hung it
1: was i still get chills i know know? me too like
0: she (laughs) is one of the reasons that this movie became what it was because if she had been the final girl yeah it would have been a great movie Mm -hmm. i she can do no wrong in my eyes um, but everyone would have gone in and it would have been what they expected. Exactly, exactly. When you go in and you see Drew and you're like, fuck yeah, this is, this, I mean, she was the most famous person on the cast except for maybe Courtney Cox because yeah. she had done a few seasons of Friends. Mm-hmm. But Drew had been a ch- star since she was a child. Yeah.
2: Everyone and that was going to see the movie had when you, up with her. When when
0: she starts getting these calls and the killer starts going after her, the audience is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And of course, I hate to say it out loud again, I was born in 1995. I did not get to see this in theaters. I didn't if I could for, like, If I could erase the movies from my memory for a night, go back in time, and be in the theater when that happened, mm-hmm. that's <sighs> one of those movies I would go back in time to see. Oh,
1: 100%. Oh, yeah. That, that would this,
0: be... uh, Psycho, which does a very similar thing, kills your main character off mm-hmm. less than halfway through the movie. Um, I just... I would love to go back and do that. Um, the only... Well, the only one that I've ever gotten to see in theaters is the fifth one. Um,
1: I I did not see
0: the fourth one in theaters when it came out. I didn't see it for a few years till after it came out. I saw Um, the
1: fourth and fifth one, which is part of the
0: reason the fifth one really does hold like so near and dear to my heart. Which Zach and I saw it together last year, uh, and we are going to see the sixth one next month together. I've
2: seen all five of them in the theater.
0: (gasps) I love that.
2: I saw. That's awesome. I saw the original opening night in a packed house. I don't even know how we got tickets. Like, right. It was, there wasn't a single empty seat in the house. which That's is like crazy history. Because it's like, like yes. it took a while. It was a word of mouth movie. It was, you it know, was. like it, it started it small. Roofing. Yeah. It yeah. started small until people, and it was before social media, before yeah. message boards and forums. So like you didn't find out about this movie until someone who saw it told you you have to go see this. Right. And so when we got there, it was opening night, but it was still packed because so many people had seen the trailer mm-hmm. and they were like, Oh my God, it's Drew Barrymore in a scary movie. We haven't had a good scary movie in years mm-hmm. and years and years. And Wes is coming out. And with it's one. Wes Craven. Like Ugh. so horror
1: fans are I missing. was over, I was
2: over the moon because recipes. I grew yeah. up watching a Nightmare on Elm Street, but also, like, Last House on the Left, and, um, The People Under the Stairs Yeah, is probably second only to the Scream franchise for Fair. me. I think The People Under the Stairs is brilliant. Perfect. So, like, I was already a huge Wes Craven fan yeah. going into this. I mean, I was 11 when Scream came out, but, like. My parents never monitored what I watched, so I was watching the goriest. Me too. That's why we're here. (laughs) Brutal horror films, and yeah, I'm I'm so grateful because, I mean, Leatherface. My dad let me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre after after the divorce. It was his weekend, and he didn't know what else to do with me. And he was like, "Let's sit him down for a movie." And honestly, it could have gone the opposite way, but all it did was ignite this right deep love yep. for all things horror and I'm so grateful to him for that because mm-hmm. like
0: my dad yeah I, I mean my dad showed me when I was really young he showed me The Ring, Jeepers Creepers ugh. I mean um, I mean he showed me the original It and all of these movies scared the absolute bejesus out of me oh, yeah, but I kept going back and like well I want to watch another scary movie because it's so yeah. much fun and these movies are just I mean there's just something in my stupid monkey brain <laughs> That likes to get scared and goes, oh, look at that scare. Yeah. Oh, you know? 100%. Like, I go to the haunted house and I'm just like, oh, look at that. Like, stupid I... monkey braid. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, there's something primal in me that just loves being scared and, mm-hmm. and facing death in a fun way because I am not religious and... Um, thinking about death is very, very scary, especially when you're not religious, because you're pretty sure that's the end. Uh, I have no comfort of any sort of thought of an afterlife because I don't know what I believe or I don't believe in it. Um, and so being able to cope with death in these fun ways Mm -hmm. that is so detached, it helps, you know? And it's just, this genre just wouldn't be what it is without... Wes and without Kevin Williamson, I mean, yeah. He then went on to write um, "I Know What You Did Last Summer," and
2: I love so good. Uh, you too. It's got one of my favorite chase scenes of all time. I'm... Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. Oh my God, and Freddie that... Prinze
1: Jr. Uh, uh,
2: Ryan so Felipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My sister used to have a one. Ryan Felipe love poster.
1: Tiff, I'm calling you out.
0: Jennifer Love huge tits.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought I saw Jennifer Love Hewitt once, um, but it was just a park bench.
0: Anyway, I rewatched that movie recently and I hadn't seen it in a while, but I've seen Scary Movie four million times.
2: Oh, yeah. So good. Okay, (laughs) so when I watch
0: Scary Movie, I think, okay, this is like, when you watch Scary Movie, you think, okay, it's a parody of Scream. Because Scream, first of all, the initial, the working title for Scream and the original title for Scream was Scary Movie. It was, unfortunately, Fuck the Weinsteins. Uh, Bob <sighs> Weinstein's idea, or maybe it was Harvey's, one of the Weinstein fucks, um, idea to change the movie to Scream, um, mm-hmm. which, fuck him. But yes, I think that really made a difference. So when I watch it, I think, okay, it's, you know, it's it's a Scream parody, because the Drew Barrymore opening, no, most of that movie is honestly making fun of I Know What You Did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. It really is. Oh, it always fucking funny, guys. If you haven't watched it in a while, it'll, it
2: it yeah, holds up. It's still fucking it's, it's funny. It's still pretty it's all of funny. Alphaverris is yeah.
0: everything. <laughs> it
2: came out of nowhere. Oh my god, we had a boat. Where's the fort? I don't know. She <laughs> has
0: never been afraid to just do anything. Yeah.
1: I love her. I love her. In in
0: general, like Fuck. Chris Pratt.
1: Yes, House yeah. Bunny is one of my favorite comfort movies. Uh, I just she
2: odd! it. Natalie. Yeah.
1: what is that oh great you brought in the exorcist
0: (laughs) oh anyway so i mean we could talk about this first movie for the rest of our lives uh but i think it's start it's time to start moving on to the sequels uh unless anybody has anything else they want to say about the Um, initial first one
1: i said my (laughs) my favorite parts were uh rose mcgowan Um, obviously Nev Campbell. I think that goes unsaid. Um, I mean, I said lovable killers. Yes. Badass female characters. And the only con was R.I.P. Matt Lillard. Yeah. He had to go, but
0: yeah, it still hurt.
2: I wrote Drew.
0: Yes, obviously.
2: I wrote 90s because this movie could have only been made in the 90s yep oh it wouldn't it wouldn't have made yeah where it would have been the cultural phenomenon that it is 100 percent. And
0: each movie is such a cultural zeitgeist of what was happening in that as well Mm -hmm. as the type of movie it is like as a sequel as Mm -hmm. the trilogy as a requel as it just it's such a time capsule yeah it's time and
2: i will i will say that that's what is so funny about going back and watching it now because there's that moment where um, Sheriff Burke is talking to Billy in the station, and he's like, what are you doing with a cellular phone, son? I, it's, lots of people have them sir. Like, it, it just, it was a time when it's too much. you only had a cell phone if, like, your parents had money. Right. right. If you were a teenager with a cell phone, it meant that, like, you had a giant trampoline in your backyard. <laughs> so, like... It's so funny to watch it now because they've all got those Nokia fucking brick cell phones. Oh my god! Sydney has to call 911 online.
0: Online. White woman in trouble. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. That shit is funny. Somebody well... burnt the quiche. Oh my god. <laughs> Been unprecedented. A woman of color.
0: A black woman.
2: Yeah, That is, I mean, because
0: 99% see, of the time, you know, the, the statistics say it's a white one. male. Yeah, yeah, and statistics say, typically the killer is a white male. And yes, there is that trope of black people die first in horror movies. And she, and yeah, so originally it was supposed to be Laurie Metcalf, of course, because Billy's mother. Billy's mother! <laughs> Billy's mother! <laughs> <laughs> um... Of course she's avenging her son, but she had three accomplices. It was gonna be Hallie, um Timothy Oliphant's character, Mickey. which Mickey, who ends up being our other killer, and uh the boyfriend. um
2: Derek. Derek, yes. Yeah, there he is.
0: Derek was gonna be another one. And um,
2: Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell,
0: yep. Yeah., uh, and that part I kind of like because that um moment. When Sydney is about to take him down and Mickey's like, oh yeah, no, he's my accomplice, like blah blah blah. And Sydney takes that half a second and then and then he gets shot, Derek gets mm-hmm. shot, is so traumatizing but so important for Sydney's character for the rest of the series mm-hmm. that I'm glad it wasn't the boyfriend mm-hmm. as the killer again, but I wish it had been the roommate. I yeah. wish it had been Hallie because the Mickey reveal I only have two cons for this movie. One of them is the Mickey reveal. Mm -hmm. Um, simply because you haven't seen him for 40 minutes since Mm -hmm. the cafeteria scene. Um, and it's only because, and like, I just wish they could have maybe edited more scenes of him. So it was like a little more, uh, satisfying, I guess I would say.
1: Well, Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I think. Some of the things I really love about this movie. I know that all the screen movies are very meta Mm -hmm. and very self-aware, but I love the fact that this movie is, like, mocking us monetizing serial killers and, Mm -hmm. like, making them famous and, like, putting them on a pedestal, essentially, by making money off of these tragic things that happened. And I think it directly references that. And we see that nowadays with, you know... The Jeffrey Dahmer series and um, the Ted Bundy with, mm-hmm. you know, Zac Efron. I feel like least
0: how popular true crime in general is. And obviously not all true crime is exploitative, but there is a lot of exploitative right. true crime yeah. out there.
1: So I really liked that it was referencing that so early on because we mm-hmm. didn't really have any other media at the time that was really kind of playing off that Mm -hmm. phenomena, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and
2: Scream itself was based off of the Gainesville Ripper, a serial killer in Mm -hmm. Florida. And, um, I mean, honestly, it was just like a bare bones reference because it it was just this guy who killed high school students in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't really dive deeper into the real story, but that's what inspired it. And then by the time Scream 2 rolled around and... They didn't want to make just another cash grab, but there was such a high demand for a sequel. Everyone wanted to see what all these people were up to. They wanted to feel scared again. You know, it was the nineties when a decade that was like full of sequels. Yes. Like it was it yeah. was yeah. So I love that Kevin Williamson and Wes Craven were like, okay, we're gonna give you what you want. Mm-hmm but we're going to elevate it. Yeah, and we're going to um, do it our way. Yeah, and we're going to have these societal and, like, cultural undertones mm-hmm. for, like, what's happening. like And it... Yeah. That was it. That was yeah. my thought. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to keep going. No, no, no. But, <laughs> um,
0: but yeah... um. What was I going to say? Yeah, you were saying, you know, the 90s, this was a time... You know, when we're starting to see teenagers in tragedies like Columbine Mm -hmm. and these things that, um, and a lot of people think when tragedies happen that people stay away from horror. They don't want to see that. They Mm want to block it off. But the opposite tends to happen. When tragedies strike, people flock to horror because they want that release. They want to be in that world, but it not be real. They want it to be fake. Um... Another example, right after 9-11, um, Halloween Horror Nights almost didn't open that year. They almost didn't do Halloween Horror Nights at Universal that year because they thought it would be inappropriate. And it was the biggest year to date. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Because people needed that. Yeah. They yeah. needed something that wasn't real tragedy. And um, one of the funny things that came out of this, because um, initially the MPAA had... Um, like, struck this thing to hell, uh, with different ratings and, like, just slashed all the gore to hell. Um, and Wes, at one point, specifically sent the MPA an extra gory copy of mm-hmm. Screen 2, um, so that they would reject it. And because of the light of- in light of everything that had happened, they felt that the gore was actually relevant and, um, would say something- And so that's the one that they said, you know what, that's good. You have an R rating for that one. The one that Wes was like, you know what, fuck you. I'm just going to send a gory one. And he's like, are you fucking (laughs) kidding me? Because that's the thing with the MPA. They don't really tell filmmakers, um, these are the scenes you need to change and this is why and this specific reason. They just kind of say, well, you're getting this rating. Change some stuff. And you kind of just have to figure out what they want with it. And a lot of times you know, a lot of really cool things, especially practical gore, tends to get cut because people get slapped with NC-17s, and NC-17s can't make money, because yeah. AMC's not gonna play them, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's just really cool as well. Another thing that I really liked about this movie is, much like the first one, like, they killed off a very likable character very early on, like well-known Randy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love Randy. Oh, Sarah Michelle Geller too. Yeah, I love oh, her. Oh, no, I
0: meant the Jada Pinkett Smith thing. The very first scene. <gasps> oh, my God. We start there's with. There's so many,
1: oh, there's so many bangers. I yes. can't, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting, but He's... I love.
0: We start this movie with an incredibly well-known Oh, I put actress that it's iconic, yeah. And killed her off immediately. And mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett made that kill pretty fucking awesome. It yeah. was
1: amazing,
2: honestly. But. yeah, she, yeah, she absolutely went for it. I wrote um, that the opening of Screen Two was unlike anything we've ever seen mm-hmm. in horror because she was getting killed in a theater full of people. <laughs> and mind you, this is decades before people were really getting killed in theaters. Like, who knew that was going to be tragic foreshadowing? But after this conversation between Maureen and Phil about how horror famously excludes African Americans, how they're the first to die, you think, at least I did for the the first time I saw it, that, like, at least one of them was going to get away with it. Right. You know, like, at least one of them was going to make it out alive. And then they just, like, flipped it on its head. And... The fact that she dies with that blood-curdling scream.
0: And that, like, backbend. In
2: front of everyone. And they all thought it was a publicity stunt. Until that
0: scream. Mm -hmm. That's the... And they're like... And you could see everybody just, like,
2: (coughs) start to take their masks off. Yeah, you see it wash over them, the realization. And Jada was phenomenal. Truly. In that scene. Seriously, And I just... And it really did. Once again, it was just like killing off Drew Barrymore, my daughter, at the beginning of the original. Like, anything can happen. I don't we have We just killed someone. <laughs> we just killed someone in a packed theater. Mm-hmm. And then when they kill Randy,
0: what halfway less than halfway through the middle movie? middle of the fucking mm-hmm. day
2: in the middle of middle of the, the day,
0: public. one and of it's... the few characters that's returned because one of the few characters that survived the first one. That's what I was saying. You're killing off yeah. legacy characters. Yeah, yeah I was like, people
1: loved Randy, yeah. and he just in the middle and of the fucking day I hate yeah.
0: that they like. I love it because it was necessary. It, it meant was. so much to the movie. Yeah, it needed to happen. It like made the movie even better. But, yeah, I hate that we didn't get more Randy. I love Randy. Jamie yes. Kennedy's awesome. I met him, and he's so sweet.
2: Oh, he is so sweet. Oh he's God. exactly who you want him to be. Matthew Willard, too. Oh, oh my God, yes. Two yeah. beautiful I want to meet Matthew stand-up up men. Ugh.
0: I've met Sydney twice. I got to meet Nev twice. I got that to meet
1: Matthew Willard twice, and I met Ski Ulrich, and yep. I met Nev Campbell. I'm sorry, Casey. <laughs>
0: Justin Long stared at her tits one time. That is I true. There.
2: Can confirm. <laughs> I'll, I'll Can upload that live
0: video at some point. It's hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a
2: story in three pictures. It ah. really is. <laughs> he uh,
0: was
1: trying to get deeper creepers. She would have let him. I yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, at any point in my life, yeah. My only other complaint with this movie, and I feel that it is a common complaint, um, not only among fans, but also among the actors as they filmed it, the fucking cafeteria scene. I can't. It, it, um, hurts to watch. Uh, it's
2: so cringe. It, it is really cringe, like, but I like honestly, that about it. kudos
0: to Jerry O'Connell for doing for it, because he did not want
2: to. Take after take. Oh, and he- Full set.
0: You know, and he put his heart into it, but Jesus Christ, every time I watch it, I'm just like... Yeah. It's a reference to Top Gun. Top Gun, and I didn't like that. It, I didn't like it in that movie. So,
2: <laughs> I I was talking to Robert at home oh, about God. that particular scene and how it is so cringe. Yes, but it's a product of its time, and the 90s were flush with scenes in movies, especially driven towards teens, where like someone confessed their love in songs oh, which to yeah. me feels like an assault like do not sing at me in front of all of my friends like that's that's a I one, that's a one way to well get to you not dedicating a song laid. to someone
0: is totally different than you literally yeah. just
2: like sing me a song at karaoke like no not
0: don't high school music get up place. on a table and
2: but yeah. this was like oh my god shortly after scream
0: Can we go karaoke sometime? No one karaoke's with me. Anyway, go ahead. I Absolutely. literally have a karaoke machine at my house. Oh! Okay, we're going to have to do that. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um 10 things I hate about you came out after scream 2 and Heath Ledger did it to Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. But there was this small window of time where every movie, almost every movie geared towards teens had an impromptu dance. That somehow everyone knew the choreography for, even though they didn't rehearse. There was like an impromptu singing mm-hmm. situation where you were trying to prove how much you love someone by embarrassing them in front of the whole school. And instead
0: of everyone cringing and being mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god," like they would like, in real life, they're like, into "Yeah, it. Timothy Oliphant in that fucking scene. He's just like, <laughs> yeah." Like the and worst like dance
2: moves. Tips him. Fucking, He tips him. It it's was so. Che- it's so cheesy, but I actually don't hate it. I thought it was really fun. It and it, because it was so cringe. Yeah, and and it's a product of its time. It's it like 100 to yeah. the 90s when they could get away with that. I even wrote that.
0: Um, One of my favorite things about this movie, though, is um, the fleshing out of Sidney and Dewey's brother-sister relationship. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely their surrogate brother. I mean, he lost his younger sister. Obviously, his sister's best friend is going to become his new little sister. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only their relationship, but this is when we first get, the very first time, Dewey's motif song. When we get that little der- 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 <laughs> and it's in every uh, other movie, yeah. and I can like I die it's like for Marco that. Marco
2: Bellantri, I think.
0: Yeah, Maybe uh, Marco Beltrami. The- Beltrami. Beltrami, yep. Um, and then, of course, um, what's the song that's in all of them except for four? Um, Red Right, right Red Hand. Right Red hand, Right Hand, yes. That's my, that's the Scream song.
2: That is the, that is the Scream That is the Scream song, song. Yes. yes. Nick Cave in the bad Seeds. Oh it's my god. everyone but four. I'm
0: gonna say, spoiler alert, it's one of the reasons that the sequel I chose edged out four because until this day, today that we are recording, four's been my favorite. Yep. And you guys are gonna figure out which one's my favorite instead, so... <laughs>
1: Okay, let's move on to Screen Three. Uh, yeah, Screen Three else is your favorite. Me,
2: uh... Oh, before we move on yeah, from course, Screen yeah. Two, uh, there's a few more items. No, yeah, of <laughs> I need to. I need to. Otherwise, don't rush him. I I'll have. I know. I appreciate you trying to segue because we none of us can be trusted to stay on no, topic. No, that's so true. But um, I will have serious FOMO if I don't say these. Go ahead. So I'm just gonna try to cliff notes it. Okay, <laughs> which ones did I not cover? Oh. Sydney's hair is the best it ever will be in the canon, as is Gail's. Nice streaks. It's the only time Courtney Cox's hair has looked good in a single screen movie.
0: That's wrong, because her hair looks so good in the new one. Screen 5, her hair looks incredible. Her yeah. face looks okay. Those streaks!
2: Oh, I love those streaks. I love the Again, streaks. I love that time shitty because fashion, like the, the 90s, shitty fucking... So you nice. had chunky streaks in the '90s. My stepmom was putting the cap on me and pulling my hair through it and frosting yep. the tips of my hair. Oh, yeah, we and all it have... looked heinous, but you couldn't tell me nothing tell when me I nothing. had my frosted tips.
0: She actually, and the thing is, she almost <laughs> pulls it off. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the red. <laughs> I really like her with the it's red, the red and, and it's not those bangs implants. in free.
2: <laughs> Her calf implants. Oh. I just think that Gail looked fucking stunning. Throughout Scream 2. That is 100%. her wardrobe, her hair, 1997 her body Courtney language. Cox yeah, is just peak. peak Courtney Cox. 100%. So I also wrote, I love that it's a college campus because the killer really could be anywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whereas in the original, it was condensed to sets yep. where they're either in the school or they're at Stu Mocker's house or they're in the police station. Like it felt very claustrophobic. The fact that they were on this huge huge college campus, mm-hmm. to me made it scarier because he could be anywhere. Well, 100%. Anyone, at yeah. anyone, yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that the scene in Scream 2 where Ghostface has Gale locked in a room that's lined with soundproof walls in the recording studio, that's my favorite chase scene mm-hmm. of the entire canon. like even though it's slow and so, it feels like a silent ballet the way it's choreographed the two of them just missing each other and every it's fucking terrifying because mm-hmm. every the first time I saw it every time I was like he's going to see her profile like he's going to one of these times he's going to be around the corner mm-hmm. and he never was and it, it the tension that it builds it's also, I got a very similar feeling when Sydney and Hallie are stuck in that cop car mm-hmm. after oh it my crashes. Gosh, and they crash have to crawl awesome. over an unconscious killer.
0: And that was a last minute rewrite because of the script leak. Mm-hmm. And Nev had to do that, um, like that back bend through the back of it, like with no training or anything. Oh of course, gosh. Nev's she's a, a dancer. dancer. Yeah. So it, she has... It was fine. She's amazing, of course. But... Um, yeah, that crash is absolutely, absolutely yeah. terrifying. And, and go
2: ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say the pull through the cop's and head the, and the ear, the twitch, and the, the, like the way he he's twitching twitch. on his gun. It's so gory, and we didn't have that in the first one, yeah, because they were trying so hard to get away with an R rating. Mm-hmm. And then in the second one, it was like all bets were off, yep, and they got it got bloodier. It got oh, Randy says it, yes, more blood, more gore, carnage, yes. candy. There's
0: gonna be more bodies, it's, more blood, yeah.
2: The body count was insane, yes. and it to me, that is just pure, unbridled terror when they have to crawl over the killer. Yes. And, and when, her, that, when her elbow hit the horn, and I thought it was all over.
0: And a lot of and I, myself, for a long time thought, why doesn't she just take the mask off then? Imagine you're already terrified,
2: mm-hmm. and yeah. then
0: that single, like, beep, yeah. you're like, I just gotta get out of this fucking yeah. car, or I'm gonna die. Oh,
2: 100%. Hallie in the backseat, don't do that again.
0: Don't do that again. Ugh. Um, what <sighs> oh, one thing I did forget to mention from the first one, um... Dewey was originally um, scripted to die. Mm-hmm. Um, they filmed his death. So he yes. was supposed to die, you know, when he falls on the porch. Um, and at the end of the movie, the first take they did, he was dead on the stretcher. And they bring him out. They did another take, and Wes said, You know what? Throw your hand up or smile or something so that you they know you're alive. And he does like the little like thing. And that is the only reason that we have Dewey for all the other sequels, is because mm-hmm. Wes was like, you know what?
2: I don't we know. Might, let's let him live. We might keep you around last not
0: second, and he ends up being that. the heart of this franchise. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: I mean, not only yeah is it our number one couple relationship, Dewey and Gale is you know that's that's right. our love interest of it. The Sydney and Dewey relationship. I mean, it's he is so the heart special. of
2: the franchise. He yeah. is so He's, pure. He
0: is the sweetest. He is the most pure. He is always trying to do the right thing. He just, he's amazing. And the fact that he was originally slated to die, this franchise wouldn't have been what it is. Absolutely.
1: I was just going to say that my sister, again, stories about her, but she went to a haunted house and part of it was you had to crawl over. Like, you had to, you were... In a car, and you had to crawl over Ghostface lap to get through.
2: It's a hard no for me. And
1: my sister said mm-hmm. it was like one of the scariest things. Nope, <laughs> oh, I love
2: that. nope, not even a little bit.
1: But that's what I was going to say. I also wrote
2: oh. that Screen Two, in my humble opinion, has the best soundtrack. It's just like the yeah. quintessential '90s soundtrack. So good. It's Sugar Ray, Collective I love Sugar Soul. Ray. Um. Less than Jake did the cover of "I Think I Love You." Yep. Um
0: We re- get our Dewey motif. You, you we get, get our-,
2: our yeah. You get you get Red Right yep. Hand for the first time on a soundtrack. Like it just yeah, just perfect, absolutely. I also wrote Buffy dies. Are you kidding me? Because again, we had been watching Sarah Michelle Gellar kick ass on TV every week, battling demons from the underworld. She gets and- tossed. One guy with a knife took her out. Yeah. And I remember thinking when I first saw it, like, if he was just going to throw her over the edge, why did he stab her twice? And it's because they had to rule out suicide. They had to stay one yep. step ahead of the cops. Yep. And who's on the scene first? Miss Debbie Salt, played by Lori Metcalf. <laughs> her who... dead acting <coughs> face is so good. Oh, yeah. Where it's just blank. There's there's Holy so much shit. going on behind the eyes, but like,
0: is that she what... just... I mean, is that what, like, acting in Roseanne gets you?
2: Well, if you have to work with Roseanne for nine seasons. You just get dead You're dead inside. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Laurie Metcalf. We haven't really talked about her a lot. um, But, wow, she does so good. Her Mm.
2: performance is so good.
0: She's so manic. Oh.
2: I spilled a little. It's okay. It's water. It's
0: mine. Got it. Yeah, she just, I think. She maybe gets a little looked over too. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, she's great.
2: She's my favorite killer in the entire canon, oh, and I love that. for me, that was one of the main reasons this one is like so near and dear to my heart. Because I watched Roseanne every week in real time, and I watched it specifically for Aunt Jackie. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't normally get someone who's like raised in theater, she was she was a theater kid and she had just done these amazing stage productions and then for her to parlay that into like sitcom work Mm -hmm. and she was doing it to like on a level that no one else in the game was. Like Mm -hmm. she she's absolutely one of the greats. So when it's revealed that this auxiliary character that we really only see like two times and she's just a punching bag for Gail Weathers. Right. Like she's never on your radar for a moment. (laughs) And then she walks in and you're like, who the fuck is this? And bitch? the coolest
0: thing about it is when that reveal happens, Mickey says something, my accomplice, and Gail walks through the door, yes. and you're like,
2: Gail? And you're then like, no she looks she like
0: looks behind her yeah. and it's and she goes, Mrs. Lewis? Yeah. Billy's mother. Billy's mother. I will yeah. never stop quoting that. I'm sorry.
2: I can't.
0: Alright, um, so are oh, ready to move
2: on um the only thing i have left is timothy oliphant could destroy me and it's so true especially once he's revealed it he's the killer yeah but i like him damaged and then we he, all do he had blood on his face he was wild-eyed and crazy like i oh it was very hot so yeah. fucking hot he does so, yeah, do a good the, job with the, the,
0: with how unsatisfying the character reveal is. Mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant, I can't say anything bad about his performance,
2: and I, I I do like the idea that because the internet was becoming s- just starting to take off, and people were finally having it in their homes, and you could get online. In the school computer at the library. <laughs> like, I know, I'm considerably older than you, but I can remember a time... Hey,
0: you had to put in your proxy servers if, if to you be you able to get the If you wanted the lyrics to once. a
2: song, you had to listen to it <laughs> ten times in a row and write it down in your Mead notebook. Hey, I have written
0: the, li- the lyrics to many a song. I'm
2: just saying, we didn't have AZ lyrics, we didn't have Shazam. There were times when if I didn't know what a song was called or who sang it. I had to call the radio station and sing it to the DJ and hope that they knew. That's how I found out. Summer girls by LFO was a thing. I I, sang that to a DJ.
0: I miss calling. I just
2: volunteered that information. Yeah. I literally, I didn't. Nobody, nobody asked.
0: 100. I miss calling into radio stations and requesting songs.
2: I do too. Like I, Spotify has changed my life for the better, but there yeah. is that that small part of me that's like, oh man.
0: Can you um, play my happy yeah. ending by Avril Lavigne, please? And then I'd listen for an hour just to see if they'd play it, and they sometimes did.
2: You know I fuck with Avril. Lavigne. <laughs> oh, that's, I fucking. That's obviously that's, love honestly, that's Avril another Lavigne. podcast. If we're if we're being real, yes. but yeah. Oh, and I also wrote for Screen Two. um of Schreiber being the unlikely comic relief.
0: And Leah Schreiber coming back Killing it. Yes. after a in movie like in-screen in the movie cameo mm-hmm. where he just walks up some stairs yeah. as Mary. An orange jump scene yeah. and
2: the the idea that's uh, Kevin Williamson is just he's one of the greats because the idea that like yeah, he sat in prison for a murder he didn't commit and now he's coming face to face with the woman who put him there,
0: but he just wants he just to be to, for everyone to know he's innocent. He and just to wants live to be treated life. like yeah. he was before. He doesn't
2: want people to cower and fear. Well, he when wants they fame, see him. but yeah, and he also wants fame. And honestly, he deserves who it. Yeah, and it speaks to and
0: yeah, if you spent that long in prison for a crime you didn't commit, yeah. you
2: deserve something just brother. for sleeping
0: with a woman like yeah.
2: damn. And honestly, when Gail says the killer is cotton weary. Yeah, it makes sense, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that tracks." And then, for him to like come in, be the comic relief Mm -hmm. because he didn't say a word in the first one, and he (laughs) was so dark and brooding, and they made him the red herring Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. he interacted with Sydney in the library, and you're like, "This is a killer!" Like, even if even if he's not the killer, this guy is capable of killing. Oh yeah, has so much pent up rage and aggression, and he was finally out in aggression i said aggression and that's gonna bug me if i don't write my wrong um yeah i wrote this is the only time i liked Leah shriver like ever because ray donovan is unwatchable and he was such a fucking dick in scream 3 so, like, Scream 2, that for me is and just... And
0: X-Men Origins, Wolverine, or whatever. That movie
2: sucked. Not good. I don't even not like good. those
0: kind of movies, but I saw that one. Uh, last thing I will say about Scream 2, um, since he did bring up Cotton Weary. Um, the, another one of the original um, script rights was Cotton Weary um, shoots Laurie Metcalf, and then uh, still has Sydney at gunpoint realizes he's pissed at her for putting him in prison Mm -hmm. they have a chase scene and end up stabbing each other to death and dying next to each other and i am so glad first of all obviously i'm glad sydney didn't die yeah but also just so glad because it like yeah cotton seems very unhinged but it i didn't see him killing because i see him being so afraid of being called a killer. And yeah, he did shoot Laurie Metcalf, but he's the hero in that sense. Mm -hmm. He's not killing the the Sidney Prescott.
2: Well, and they also did that fake-out where they're both lying there motionless and you don't know which one is dead. Yeah. And I remember seeing it in the theater and when Sidney Prescott is lying there and she hasn't coughed and started to breathe yet, and there's that just split second where you think she's dead. It was the first time I ever clutched my pearls. Like I did like the audible gay gasp pearl clutch combo. And my mom who took me to see the movie turns to me and she goes, it's just a movie buddy. (laughs) No, it's not. No, it's not. This is my life. These are my friends. Oh Jesus. And they're made out of gym boxes. (laughs) Anyway, Scream anyway. 2 is my favorite. Um, no one can convince me that it's not a perfect film. Because and we won't it is. try to. Start it's Start to finish. I Honestly, I'm glad I made myself narrow it down to 12 because I've got 15 other points we could talk about. But we have to move on to we Scream We have to move 3. on. Yes. so.
0: Okay, so we are going to do a little uh, half-midway break because we could not stop (laughs) talking about all of these. We should have known this was going to happen. We don't know Um, how to shut the fuck up. I mean, there are five of these movies. And yes, And very passionate people (laughs) who all love to talk. None of us know how to shut the fuck up. That is true. So we're going to take a halfway break. This is going to come out in two parts. Uh, So the other half of this video, um, three through five, will be – in a separate video, but it won't come out a week later. It'll come out like the next day or something. So I just don't want a two and a half hour long
2: video. Yeah. So, um. We actually needed a cliffhanger because this yes. was a two hour podcast.
0: This has been going on forever. I'm so happy. Anyway, um. <laughs> I'm having a great
2: time. Yes. I live here now.
0: <laughs> so, um, until tomorrow or the next day when you get your next video. Stay, stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye.